this plan take over the world, leave my stain Like when your girl give me brain, press and pills, shifting things, shifting lanes, flipping cake, not hitting the brakes in the time soon Yeah Mama tell me I'm living a life of a fool Never looking towards my future Always thinking I'ma die soon This is life for a hoodlum Getting booed every time I whip off They said I wasn't good enough But now I'm booing up The F1 McLaren Got all these hood rats stuck staring Staring My voice coming out They wolf was in the truck blaring Wasn't, wasn't paying for that Drug the problem They call the cops Let them know somebody shop your whole block over a 20 rock, bitch. I got the city on lock, got plenty on the clock. Shipping truck from the docks, bitch. It's my block. Bitch, my block. I ain't got a say, smoking loud weed. Yeah, yeah, I'm faded. Yeah, I'm faded. We are murdering the beast. Never had much in this life, just a whole lot of wasted time. I'm drinking tea and tea, I'm smoking down a mine. I hope some screwball start a fight.
Yeah, it's Muddy Waters. Uh, I'm ready. <clears throat> yep. Uh, going back to the basement. This is Jim Jimnak. J-I-M-N-A-K. He's side of Maple Grove. Uh, you know, rock, blues, funky. Uh, Maple Grove. I believe that's a, um, a uh, Minneapolis area thing. This is, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not doing that. We're going to do, this is Loving You Baby. I uh, got the thing chasing its tail. I don't know. This the, the one with the ch- tail chasing circle thing has not been responsive today. Um, I'm not sure what it is. If it's the Reverb Nation uh, uh, website or what. But it uh, doesn't seem to be responding as uh, well as it should. Uh, I'm going to try touching it again just because, uh, you know, if you do that, then, uh, it's, you know, sometimes, you know, kick. here we go. Maybe.
Yeah, Vince Caraldi, Charlie Brown's Christmas. That's uh, Linus and Lucy. Uh, that's a good one. <laughs> we're going back to the basement. Hey, we're trying uh, uh, Eddie Delbridge again. D-E-L-B-R-I-D-G-E. I think I got the the way to finesse this. You got to just kind of do it and then tickle it. And then um, this is the Christmas feeling. Um, let's see uh, if it works. Um, got the... Do, 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 do. That temperature dropping outside her door. She agrees with the grizzly bears. It's a season to ignore. As the bells remind her of the wonder of the day. So the wind might blow and it might snow. But that's all part of the way it goes. And she warms herself inside the Christmas feeling. When some shoppers out there drop her During this one She keeps in mind this is not the time To do another body harm As the bells remind her Of the wonder of the day So the wind might blow and it might snow but that's all part of the way it goes And she warms herself inside Christmas feeling Where the snows grow thicker bum, bum, bum. As the streets grow slicker bum, bum, bum. Could the 25th come any quicker She warms herself inside the Christmas theme. Gypsy cow, the hands of Harlem cannot hold you to its heat. Your temperature is too hot for taming Your flaming feet are burning up the street I am homeless, come and take me To the reach of your rattling drums Let me know, babe, all about my fortune Down along my restless palms Girl, you got me swallowed I have fallen far beneath Your pearly eyes 
so fast in slashing and your flashing diamond teeth. The night is pitch black. Come and make my pale face fit into place. Oh, please let me know, babe. I'm nearly drowning if it's you, my lifeline straight. Wondering all about me ever since I seen you there on the cliffs of your wildcat charms. I'm riding, I know I'm around you, but I don't know where you have slayed me, you have made me. I got to laugh halfway up my.
I'm so hungry. I'm dry. I must be here sleepwalking. Thanks for doing what you got to do to do. Um, I hope you have a good, uh, you know, Why do hope you have a good uh, uh, holiday and able to be with the ones that you care about and, and, and that sort of thing. And, and if you got no one, I hope you can find uh, uh, tranquility and solitude. Be as good as you can and uh, I will talk to you next week. Do stars fall down from the sky every time you walk by? Just like me, belong to be close to you. On the day that you were born, the angels got together and decided to. Just like me, they 
Swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer ya. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, thanks for being tuned in to MutinyRadio.fm. I'm your host of Joke Workshop, Pam Benjamin. Hey, it's a Monday, it's 6 o'clock, it's time to get started. It's a Joke Workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm. Yay! Yay! What are we... What kinds of crazy things do we do here at Joke Workshop? Uh, comedians do four-minute sets. There's four minutes of critique. The show is as good as the people in the audience because nobody wants to hear my comments the whole time. So I'm back here taking notes. I hope you guys all have a pencil and a paper and you're taking notes too because we're all here to help each other. It's community. Help each other with tags, whatever. Hey, if you're up on stage and you do your four minutes and people aren't saying stuff, it's your four minutes of critique. Lead us. Tell us. Ask us questions. What did, which punchline do you need help on? What do you want tags on? What are you doing with your life? Et cetera, et cetera. We, we, really, are, we really are here to help here at Joke Workshop. Uh, so with that being said, your first comedian just recently had a killer show. Last week, he has a bunch of killer shows because SRGO Productions. I don't know if it's like Sergo or if it's Sergio. Anyways, uh, it's a great production company and they're doing really, really great stuff. 
Uh, before I even get to that, tell everybody, please, please, please remember to donate $2 to Mutiny Radio. It's how we keep the doors open. We really appreciate your $2. But your first comedian of the night, uh, what an amazing producer. It really was a stacked, stacked show. And um, I didn't know that he did drag until that night. And now I understand him so much better. Please put your hands together for your first comedian of the night, everybody. Sergio Navoa. For the, for the record, Pam, I don't do drag. The fact that it was my birthday and there was a drag show, I thought I surprised everyone. And while the show was happening, I was transformed in the back. And I just transformed in the back room. And I just... You, well, I don't know if you saw, but yes. I saw it on the internet. You murdered on it. On the internet. Okay, okay I'm going to start your time now. Oh, all right. <clears throat> Hi, you guys. My name is Sergio. Uh, straight men are gentrifying gay culture. Yeah, some of my gayest friends are straight men. <laughs> they asked me to go to straight bars with them and critique women's outfits. Uh, we only work out to impress the other men at the gym. And I can't go to brunch without running into my straight male friends. But there is one difference between us. Um, I don't manscape. <laughs> men are constantly coming out to me as straight. Um, I thought only gay people had to come out. What's first there's Queer Eye, now they're coming out, what's next? They'll take over gay bars. And I say this because all my straight male friends are always saying, yo, let's go to a straight bar so I can pick up chicks. Bro, <clears throat> that's like a vegan going to a steakhouse for a salad. For a salad. <laughs> that's how it starts. Gay bars are the gateway to gay town. They go there for Cindy, but they go home with Sergio. <laughs> but straight men have the worst pickup lines. Ladies, you think you have it bad? Try being a gay man, getting hit on by a straight man in a gay bar. I always get the, bro, if I were gay, I would totally have sex with you. <clears throat> and I'm like, bro, I am gay, and I would totally not have sex with you. I don't do by curious. To play with me, you gotta be able to take it like a man. <laughs> this one guy would not take no for an answer. He kept coming at me this way, he was coming at me this way. He didn't come on me, he just kept coming at me. Now, I love to travel, and if you've never been to Colombia, cancel whatever it is you're doing tomorrow and go. Colombians are some of the friendliest people. My first night there, I was offered Coke, and coffee. <clears throat> I don't drink coffee. Yes, I don't drink coffee. <laughs> oh shit, I lost where I was. Oh, also Colombians don't have cocktails. You basically get a bottle and shot glasses. The hangover is free with purchase. They have this drink called aguardiente, which basically means bitter water. And the next day I figured out why people, the expression uh, praying to the porcelain gods finally made sense to me. The perk, though, my, the next day, my stomach looked amazing. So I do recommend it. Uh, Disneyland is not the happiest place on Earth. Puerto Vallarta is. If you've not been to Puerto Vallarta, cancel whatever it is you're doing tomorrow and go. Uh, well, it used to be, but Americans have ruined it. I think Mexico should build a wall. Um, just to keep us out, we're not sending our best. Now, I went to Tel Aviv to see Madonna in concert. 
in case you haven't figured it out, I'm gay. Um, <laughs> if you have not been to Tel Aviv, cancel whatever it is you're doing tomorrow and go. Yeah. Now, if you have a UAE stamp on your passport, oh, you're looking for the, the, the horn thing. If you, if you have a UAE passport uh, stamp on your passport like I did, be ready to be poked, probed, and manhandled. Yes. Ladies, it's like writing bar during rush hour. Now, if you've never written bar during rush hour, count to whatever it is you're doing tomorrow and get this taken care of. <laughs> the LL Air, uh, TSA agents are very thorough with their um, <clears throat> screening process. I thought I was at my doctor's for my annual checkup. The only thing that was missing was turn to your left and give me two good coughs. Uh, and that's it. That's all I have. <laughs> As you can see, fully memorized. That was, that was, and you finished perfectly at four minutes, Sergio. That was badass. I, that was four minutes? That was exactly four. You, know you did exactly you four that? minutes. Two hours. Ah, well, you did exactly four minutes, and that was, that was fucking killer. Fuck. Uh, I welcome any, and I do have some questions in case you guys don't take me there. Yeah. Uh, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Marty. Do it. Uh, the, the recurring cancel your plans line was fun. I definitely keep that. Uh, keep that. Keep that in there and overuse it. Abuse it. Like, but get, you got to get progressively weirder with it. Like, what, you did the right thing. Like, you went to Bart instead okay. of like staying in a country. But go even weirder. Oh, like, okay. And maybe wait a little bit and bring it back at some point with something you could like really like ding it up on. Um, okay. The the coke and coffee line. I think you still need a you need a little bit of a, a layer in between the uh, the bit where you said like you know they offered me uh, coke and coffee and you said well and then you said you just said I don't drink coffee but it, it, it was something a little padding in between there because it was just kind of abrupt and I don't think people yeah. realize what you're not everyone necessarily realizes what you're saying. Okay. Um, I like the the prayer to the porcelain god. It, it could be fun to expand on that and actually write a prayer. Oh. oh, okay. Like, you know. In Spanish, in Spanish. Oh, there you oh, go. Oh, yeah, yeah. That'd be yeah, like, the Virgin de Guadalupe. Like, wow. something very, yeah. Damn, that was really great Spanish. Mi Virgin de Guadalupe. You said the, the, the bit about seeing Madonna in Tel Aviv and said, if you haven't figured out I'm gay, but you did a whole bit, your whole first minute and a half was about being gay, oh, pretty see. much. Oh, you know, uh, okay, I added, I wasn't supposed to say. Oh, okay. If you haven't figured it out, that I would say, I would say instead, I would say, and that's the gayest thing I've said so far. You've already talked about men Uh-oh. coming on you, okay. so uh, yeah, yeah. Going to that's all I got. Okay, thank you. That was lovely. Yeah, I I loved your coming out as the start, and I felt like you missed a lot of cum jokes. Like if you're already there, like I, you kept saying the word coming, and I was like, I was sort of waiting for a big, I was waiting for the big explosion of cum. Uh, I loved your vegan joke about the steakhouse. I thought that was very cute. And um, not selling our best. Give me more specs. I don't know what that means. I wrote something down that doesn't make any sense. Sorry about that. I I was laughing very hard at at all your things. This is all new stuff. I enjoyed it. Cool. I'm cleaning up my act, as you can see. (laughs) (laughs) So in a a sense, uh, there was like two... Uh, acts. Yes. That, right. If you told them in reverse order and talked, started with the Tel Aviv and Madonna and cancel your plans, then at the end when you start talking about going to brunch and say, if you've never gone to brunch, cancel your plans. I'm at a gay bar. If you ever been to a gay bar, cancel your plans tomorrow. And then you can crowbar that, that, like you said, abuse it, like put it in there like three more times. Oh, so reverse the order. All start back. with the travel. And then yeah. c- c- that's when you can okay. break it in case you haven't noticed I'm gay. And then you can 
after the travel stuff. Yeah, you'll get a I'm laugh on the reveal of you being gay, even though, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. <laughs> okay. You cool. want to stick it in the backside of your set if you can. Always. <laughs> Easiest way to get there. I thought you touched on an insight that I wanted you to dive into more, which was the fact that like a lot of straight dudes, they like to imagine that if they were gay, they would get constant dick and ass. Yeah. Right. So it's totally true, by the way. Like a to- yeah, totally true. <laughs> no, so I thought, and that's so false, you know, because I think there's a difference between the quotes: "If I were gay, all dudes would want to fuck me," and "If I were gay, only the gay guys who would want to fuck me would fuck me." It's a much different number. Oh, gotcha. I think there's something interesting there. I didn't write it the right way, but just okay. those two things. The thing that I had originally is I said straight men think that just because they're men that all gay boys want to fuck them. I'm like, not me. I don't want you to learn how to suck dick on my dick. Uh, That's taking it a little bit too far. Yeah, no. Because I was like, I don't want you to learn to suck dick on me. No, it's not a training wheel. It's not a training wheel. And that's where that line line came in where I say, by the time you get to me, you got to take it like a man. Right. Nice. But I like that. Okay. Can work that out. Cool. Anything else at all? Oh, I just want to say how jealous I am because in two hours, you produce a high volume of punchlines of very degree, and, and that's, a, that's, oh. a, that's a nice skill set. Oh, thank you. I mean, you should see all the shit that didn't get on. <laughs> you should see all those pages. Uh, uh, one, any, one thing that I didn't get, I got to say. Sign the microphone, friend. Oh, sorry. Here. I don't think the cord is that long. There you go. Uh, I, th- I think I get the porcelain, like praying to the porcelain gods, but then I didn't understand like the whole like it made your stomach look great part. All that throwing up the next day, I had like a perfect oh, six pack. Okay. But yeah, okay. He's clearly doesn't have has never had an eating disorder. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, ne- neither have girls, I, for the record. <laughs> all the girls got that joke, but that's good. Okay, good. Yes, we did, honey. Oh, uh, uh, so, snap. Oh. oh, I really uh, thoroughly enjoyed the take it like a man as a topper. Right there. I don't know if you're a bottom or a top, but that's a good topper. Like to put at the bottom. Uh, but I was a little bi curious about why you were not into the bi curious guys. You explained it, but I think that you give like a really good three part lister joke in there, leading up to, you know, when you get to me, you have to be able to take it like a man. Oh, so and with that, right and maybe for some other stuff in between. Build a little thing in there. Maybe I could do the whole thing. I don't want you to learn to suck dick on mine. Yeah. And well, maybe the training wheel dick, something training like that. Training wheel yeah. dick. Okay. This is not a training wheel dick. This is a BJ. Not I won't be your guinea pig dick. Yeah. Yeah. Clap wildly, everybody. Thank you. Thank you so much, you guys. Sir, everybody look up on Instagram, uh, SRGO Productions. He does multiple shows every week. He has really great shows. You should check him out. You should listen to My Limited View here on Tuesdays from noon to 2 on Mutiny Radio. Your next comedian, what a joy he is. Uh, he runs F-Bomb Comedy Train, which is coming up on April 26th. Get your tickets now. It is so much fucking fun. It's a train, and you get on, and you drink, and then there's comedians. And uh, he's, he's a great comedian in his own right. He's going to be hosting during the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Put your hands together for Marty Cunningham. Oh, what do we got, guys? Uh, I'm not very good with dating apps. I uh, I find that women on there are very dishonest. You know, they never really say what they really want. Like, what does every girl say, right? They say they like books, but you show up with your copy of Dianetics and they get freaked out. They're like, is, is this another audit? How did you catch me this time? Uh, they say they like wine, you show up with your bag of Franzia, they look at you like you're some kind of asshole, you know? You know how long it takes to chill a bag of wine? 45 minutes, I've tried several times. It's, uh, it's an important skill to have. 
Uh, they say, you know, every girl says they like adventure, but you show up in your wizard's robe and they look at you like you're some kind of weirdo. Like, come on, I thought we were going to go kill some orcs. Like, this was a match made in heaven. They say they want chemistry and they get freaked out when you take them to your meth lab, you know? It's, <laughs> it's, just say what you really want, okay? Be specific, because honestly, I could take that all very differently. Um, San Francisco is a very king-positive city, which I think is great, because uh, I consider myself a king-positive person as well. Like, it's crazy. Like, I was uh, down at, like, Bart the other day. I saw an ad for, like, a kink party. I was like, damn, this is a crazy public place to have, like, an ad for this. But that's so San Francisco, right? And I was kind of drunk, and in my drunkenness, I was just, like, pointed. I was like, hell yeah. And this woman next to me just kind of looked over me, like, shaking her head, like, what is wrong with you? I was like, listen, lady, this is San Francisco. you got to get with the times. And then I looked at the ad again, and it was not an ad for a king party. It was an ad for a nonprofit uh, supporting the victims of human trafficking. Uh, <laughs> and all I saw was two wrists bound together and just immediately assumed from there. And... I had kind of a freak out moment. At first I was like, no lady, it's, uh, I, I thought it was for fucking, and she didn't think that was any better. Uh, that was really misleading. The, uh, the, the ad was really misleading. It was just like two wrists bound together. That could go either way, you know? Like I can't tell if those are like sexy knots or if like there's DNA under those fingernails, you know? Like I don't know which way that's, that ad's going. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, had a recent stint with unemployment, which was cool. I tried to keep my mind fresh, read a lot of articles. I read an article, uh, apparently Boston University did a study, and they found that men who ejaculate uh, once or twice or four times a week uh, reduce their risk of prostate cancer by about 30%, which is great. Um, so after this recent stint with unemployment, I'm proud to announce that I've come about this close to curing prostate cancer. Uh, <laughs> That's right. I'm putting in the long, hard, messy research hours so you guys don't have to. Uh, I do think I probably masturbate too much. Like, and the way that you can tell, I think, when you masturbate, I think you w the way that you can tell I masturbate too much is the time it takes to go from ejaculating to just going back onto, like, social media. Uh, like, whatever that amount of time is, like, that's, there, there's, there's, like, some measure there that, like, approaches zero, like a fucking, a, a parabola curve or whatever. It's almost like, like, listening to, like, figure out how far away, like, lightning is. Like, like, like timing the, between the thunder and the lightning. Like, the shorter that gap gets, the more you are uh, an actual degenerate. Um, speaking of kinks, um, you know, it's, it's it feels like I'm like almost obligated as a comedian to talk about ass eating at this point. It's just like everybody talks about it now. It's such like a, it's like a, such a zeitgeist uh, of ass eating. I don't understand. It's everywhere. It, I don't again. I don't have a problem with spit shining the old wagon wheel. That's not the issue. The other thing is it's it's a twofold issue. Is one uh, every time I talk to somebody and they mention ass eating and they're like super into it, and then if I go to their house. First thing I look for, a bidet. Guess what? No one ever fucking has one, okay? That is disgusting. Don't talk to me about ass eating if you don't have the proper equipment, okay? Don't ask me to eat it off the floor if you don't want a mop, huh? How about that? Let's, let's think about that. Uh, number two, uh, I don't think it's not a new thing. It's just now, now it's a thing that everybody talks about. Like, ass eating, you should have always been eating ass. That's not a new thing. But now it's like... I don't want to sound like some kind of analingus hipster, like, oh, we always used to do it, you know? Uh, 
Ton punch of the old fart box. That's what my dad used to call it, you know, tossing the salad. That's what the that's what they did when they came home from the war. Like that's I don't want to be that guy, you know. Uh, last one, little bit, guys. Uh, actually, I think I'll just leave it at that. Thanks, guys. You going? Don't say that's your job, motherfucker. Marty Cunny, everyone, uh, espousing the beauties of eating ass. I love it. Let's get back to Roman times. That was my clean set. Thanks, was, guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yay, Marty Cunny. I would, uh, I would um, make some reference to Roman time when you start talking about eating ass. Like, just throw a little history back to, like, there's, there has been eating ass since, like, the yeah. beginning of time. At least, at least written word time or pictograph time. I mean, yeah. go back to the, uh, I don't know, Egyptians. They ate ass, too. There's a whole, you know, cave dwellings about it. Yeah. Well, there's really like fun. like uh, people at Pompeii were found like with their face in between right, each other's ass cheeks. Yeah. Enshrined exactly. forever. Something you, you like that. You would have to act that face out. If you could act that out, that'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> like what would a hieroglyphic look like if someone was eating that? Ass? Would be- oh, it's like an Egyptian hieroglyphic where like one's like this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good that idea. That would be fun. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Live action. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the meth lab uh, thing was great. I just wanted you to get to it quicker. You had a lot of examples before that. Yeah, I'm trying to toy them out with those examples of yeah. which ones. Uh, I think I'll probably drop the wine one because that one always gets the least reaction. Was a little weak. Yeah, yeah, a little flat. Wizard costume, I think it could be re- worded better. Uh, yeah, I said it weird. I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, and then I think the wrist bound together thing is funny. The, again, the human trafficking mixed up with the kink. Yeah. Add, I think you forgot to mention the like the wrists were tied together. Maybe you did that on purpose in the upfront because when you hit the punchline, like oh, I thought it was human trafficking, everyone was dumped. Like if yeah, you, it, but the, you meant to do it. Um, yeah, no, no. It's just like I, I've been trying to like it was a lot of words leading up to it, anyways, yeah. and. I'm still, that's a very new one, so I'm still trying to figure out how to say it. So, yeah, that's, I, I do need to mention, like, the wrist being bowed thing. Okay. Because, like, that could easily be an ad for the Folsom Street Fair. That's exactly what I thought at first. Like, that's a funny punchline, too. Yeah. I mean, I kind of, I, la- I think I was the only one who laughed at the line because even though I didn't know about the, the wrists being tied, I just thought it was so absurd and ridiculous that you're, like, talking, taking us down this road that, oh, yeah, it's a kink ad. And, no, it just turned out to be a human trafficking ad. Yeah. I'm just like, what the fuck? And it turns out I'm an idiot. But I'm a yeah. sick fuck, so I don't know. Yeah. Uh, on the grounds of masturbation, because I think everyone was wondering about it, I think the concept of like what do you do right after is really funny. Like exploring like how fast do you go back to social media, and yeah. you could probably explore more like okay, like normally you go to this, but if you go in like in 15 minutes or whatever, then oh yeah, set up like different funny. stages. Like here's where you are in yeah, life. Yeah, or maybe that's even, a good idea. Yeah, like and I think you're still trying to find like what exactly you are. Like I think you ended up in like sick degenerate, but yeah. I, it sounded like there could have been a laugh there. Like once you concluded that thought. Yeah, that's a very new thought. So that's a, that's. Good one. I like that. Thank you. At which social you don't use Vine? Does Vine still exist? No. If Not you really. can finish in six seconds, yeah. Yeah. Hey. There you go. Yeah. I, I'm really stupid. I'm so sorry. What party was it? I don't think a domestic party. Uh, no, no. We said cake party. Cake party. What? Kink. Kink. Shit, I couldn't. I couldn't hear the word. Oh, that I mispronounced. That I not. I kind of mumble it. <laughs> even when, yeah. yeah. Even when you said it, I didn't hear it. Okay, number one. And number two, I thought maybe you cured prostate cancer for the next five lives, or perhaps you cured <laughs> your great 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 grandkids' prostate cancer. Yeah. If you're if you're going into it, and I cured I my mom's prostate cancer. <laughs> <laughs> She's a lady. Perhaps the greatest generation. Uh, also ate ass, you know, the 
for World War II veterans and etc. So anyway, yeah. Example. Nice set, man. Thank you. Uh, I was gonna say the one thing is when you said uh, King Party, you would, or King Positive, you had just gone into like your uh, wizard costume. If maybe your costume was something more like a like a chainmail type costume, you can play with the kink in the chainmail and have that be something you tag with. Uh, kink in the chainmail. Okay. Yeah, that's a yeah, thought. Kink yeah. in the chain. Um, the Man. whole kink thing, you said something about I'm not going to eat off the floor unless you have a mop. Yeah. Bring the kink back into it. So you, there seems to be. Unless, like, like that's umbrella. my thing. I'm not yeah. trying to shame anybody. Yeah. <laughs> so I think you might be able to play with the kink a little bit more, like spread it out. <laughs> yeah. And then the whole thing about it coming, I, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, oh, what if you like came enough to solve a few of your generations? So, yeah. Cool. That's good. That's fine. Cool. I wanted to disagree with whoever said that uh, the meth bit took too long. I feel like your meth jokes are really up to speed. Hey. <laughs> I love I love you. Hey. Of course. No, but I also, I really think that there's a ton of potential with uh, that whole concept of how back do you, or how quickly do you get back to social media? After yeah, that's, fishing. I haven't really thought that one through. That was just me tossing that out. So if anybody but has anything on that. That was great. I was thinking you could do maybe a back to the future comparison and have like a space cum continuum. <laughs> talk about like the fuck capacitor. Like you have so many things that you could pull from. Yeah. And how you can just go back. 88, 88 right strokes a minute or something. Yeah, I, like that, yeah. I recently learned that you don't have to Instagram in the moment. You can wait till later. <laughs> yeah. Like you can take the picture in the moment and you can post it later. I learned that. That's so awesome, maybe Pam. That's I'm glad you're about, learning. I'm, I don't understand Instagram, but you can take a picture in the moment and post it later or something. I don't understand. Everybody yeah. clap wildly for Marty Cunning. Thank you. I'm really excited about your next comedian. He is also part of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. He hates millennials, and I agree with him. I know those poor snowflakes, they just melt in the rain. Put your hands together for Matthew Quirk. Go sideways, hella fast, and alive as whip. Ghost ride the shit. What the f- I know what you guys are thinking. What, what chance does this guy have with prostate cancer, right? Zero percent chance. That's what I got. Uh, anyway, I got to take a little umbrage with the ass-eating thing. It is a, a, a new thing, I think, a, a resurgent thing. I mean, uh, I don't know if you guys realize this, but uh, we became, we went from living in, like, huts to, to being a civilization when we separated ass from eating. That was how – it was a key point in human evolution, actually – uh, anyway, yeah, I hate you, millennials. Uh, and uh, I got to come up with, uh, I'm on the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival hosting the Millennials versus Gen X. So I got I to gotta come up with new millennial shit. Thankfully, you guys are givers, right? I mean, this Jesse Smollett guy. I mean, what the hell? Uh, I got to tell you guys, what a fucking millennial crime. I mean, they caught him through Uber. And, and text, and he had a Subway $5 foot long when he was, like, discovered by a regular. He was eating a Subway sandwich with the noose still around his neck. I mean, it's like cross-promoting cross or something you guys are doing. And uh, anyway, uh, I got to tell you, if uh, I was committing this crime, if I was falsifying this crime, if I was staging this scene... I would have cast myself as the hero, not the victim. That's peak millennial bullshit, guys. The highest thing you guys attribute yourself to is being a fucking victim. It's like this 
through the looking glass cuckold moment of your generation, just full wimpage. Anyway, uh, I like to be very newsworthy as well. I don't know if you guys heard, but we're like going to war with Venezuela. Yeah, so they're going to start amassing troops in Colombia. So as a public service announcement, I'm reminding everyone that cocaine is going to get really expensive real soon. <laughs> and you might want to stock up. Uh, anyway, uh, also keeping, uh, you guys know who William Harper is? He's the scientist that uh, Trump has appointed to the climate change. And uh, he said that CO2 is misunderstood uh, much like the Nazis misunderstood the Jews. And uh, I, I know he was trying for a backhanded compliment. Uh, but I don't know if you want to mix up Nazi Jew gases. I think avoid trains while you're at it. And uh, forget about how he was wrong. So uh, I don't know if you guys know I live in a van. And uh, let me van explain something that just happened to me. Uh, I got in an accident, guys. I accidentally backed my house into someone else's, I don't know, summer home or something. I don't know how you people live. And uh, I was also reminded of, uh, I did TS, I went to visit my family in New Jersey and I was coming back. TSA like pulled me aside. Apparently I screened for uh volatile chemicals, like somehow chemicals around me. And they're like, have you been anywhere that has like chemicals? And I'm like, dude, I'm in New Jersey. Thought you guys would screen for that. Anyway, they pulled me aside to give me a TSA pat down. And it was these two old crusty guys and they put their blue gloves on. And when they're gonna hit your danger zones, they tell you, I'm just gonna put my backhand against you. And uh, I realized that's just a backhand job. That's all that is. And uh, after the whole experience, I got to tell you guys, I wasn't that traumatized. I think I'm ready for gay stuff. I think I'm ready. All right. That's it. He's ready for gay stuff. In his van down by the river. Boys, sign up now. I, I love everything you do. Go ahead, Matthew Quirk. I mean, Marty Cunney. <laughs> Uh, I like your your direction though. The Jesse Smollett thing is good. I like where you're going with that. I just feel like you're. I don't know what it is. You could use more, like the whole hero bit, like casting themselves as victims is maybe like draw up another comparison there or something like that. I don't know. Well, I've already heard someone say that this is what happens when you let uh, actors write a scene. <laughs> but I, that's not mine, so I can't. Yeah. But that's on my thought. But I sort of like heard someone else say it already. So that's pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, so don't use that one. Yeah. Uh, thanks for letting. <laughs> thanks so for I, letting I, us I, know. I, I have to go a different direction. Yeah, but you're going the right direction. Like you're, you're. That's your whole shtick is you know fuck millennials, and that's like a great, great one to go with. Uh, so keep going with that one. I like it. Uh, and then. The fucking, uh, yeah, that, that line that the fucking guy gave about the Jews and the greenhouse gases is un-fucking-believable, yeah. which is so funny. I think, just be clear when you, be clear, when you, like, be really clear and concise when you explain it, and then just move on to whatever you're doing, but, because you just kind of say, like, maybe we shouldn't associate these two things, but, like, I don't, I don't know. I feel like you could have, like, made that clearer. It's like, so let me get, let me explain this to you guys. He's saying that the Jews are like a greenhouse gas or something like that. Like, 
uh, spell it like, but slowly and like just be like, this is so fucking ridiculous, right? And uh, this is probably something you won't use, but uh, <laughs> this is gold. Do you think he was just trying to point out, find another way to blame the Jews for ruining the atmosphere or something like that? <laughs> Because technically they they became a greenhouse gas. They control the weather now. <laughs> yeah, that's how they controlled the weather. It was all part of the plan. Yeah, something like that. That's probably yeah. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed your set. Vance planning gets me every single time. Um, so when you were talking about hosting the Gen X versus Millennials, I really wanted to get some good comparisons there, and I was thinking like. Um, God was one of us versus hashtag God is with us or like um, Lindsey Graham versus Instagram or like some kind of intergenerational thing. Other things you're going to advance explain to me because just one is good. Like if you have like two or three that you back onto that, like I feel like you'll get the room roaring. I've got a few more for the, yeah. I thought the heroes and not victims bit, it would be really cool if you explored, like maybe taking an event that did happen like in the 80s or something like that, where it's like, that was cool to be that guy and not, just see, I think that'd be cool. Like Evil Knievel. Yeah, he's pretty cool. He, he beat a guy with a bat for. Evil Knievel could probably beat like Gravedigger in a fight. Um, I was just thinking like with the whole subway bit, you could just make that part of the millennial crime thing. Just like, of course, of course you guys would also try to profit over something you tried to create yourself or I don't know, something like that. Like, of, I don't know, I don't know. Product I, I just, I was like some shit. This is I good say feedback. Something. Thank you. I loved your bit at OMG yesterday too. It was fun. Charlie Spink, right. you're close to the, Charlie Spink is close to the mic. He has puns for you. This is how Charlie gets his work in. What a letdown. I didn't have anything funny to say. Uh, I was just going to mention, I really like the set. Uh, I think as far as the comparisons for who millennials choose to emulate and choosing to be a victim, I think you could use the story of the three little pigs that nobody wants to be the first two pigs. You're going to be the fucking wolf or the last pig. Uh, just something really relatable. But no, I loved everything you did. I, have, uh, I would not make any of it better by throwing my puns at you. Yeah. Wow. Clap wildly for Matthew Quirk. Uh, hey, everybody, thanks for donating $2 because it really does keep the doors open because it's so scary here with the rent. It's so scary. Your next comedian, he's not scary. He's super funny. Put your hands together for Zoha Varani. So I know what you guys are thinking when you look at me. Yep, I look like Brown Seinfeld. <laughs> Have you heard about brunch? It's genius. You charge people $15 for an avocado and a toast. <laughs> I fucking hate that joke because I hate Seinfeld. Yeah. I mean, at least I don't look like Brown Costanza. My dad does. Uh, I also want to make a public service announcement to everyone. Stop. If, if you meet a comedian, stop asking them this one stupid fucking question. Have you watched The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? <laughs> That's like asking a doctor, have you watched Grey's Anatomy? It's so fucking stupid. I hate that question. Um, 
Okay, apart from that, well, the one thing to know about me is that I'm too nice, which is why I never like get mad at people when they ask me that question. Uh, I'm so nice that I was on the bus the other day and I just saw this perfectly young white dude and I was like, yo, you can have my seat. Uh, I'm so nice that if I had a hypothetical girlfriend and a hypothetical best friend, uh, if they slept together, hypothetically, I would apologize to him for cock blocking for so long. Uh, I'm so nice that if you drug me and try to take my kidney, I'd wake up in the middle and be like, the other one, it's better. Uh, there's a term that I think we have been, we used to use, at least in my childhood, we used a lot and it had a lot of credibility and it's lost all of its credibility now. That term is trump card. <laughs> it might be better if we said something like Putin card now, cause that carries a lot more weight. Like when you put a trump card down now, it's like, hey guys, I'm the biggest and best card that there ever was in this game that you've ever played of all time, of all games, in this hand of rummy. We're gonna win the biggest hand ever. And in your mind, you're like, shut the fuck up, four of diamonds. Nobody cares. I do think, however, that we should re rename trump card into something else. And I think there's a, a term that we can all agree would be perfectly acceptable. Beyonce card. Yeah, because if we called it Yonsei card, she'd be, the card would drop and be like, Yonsei all up in your ass like, uh. <laughs> and you'd be like, all right, Ace of Spades, I see you, I see you. Um, I, uh, I've had a sty for a while. Uh, I've had this sty for, uh, you know, quite some time. And it's gross. Styes are like pimples on your eyelid, but they keep coming back, so they're actually more like herpes for your eyelid. Uh, and I want to be clear, I don't have herpes. I definitely don't have herpes. Um, my eye has eye herpes. Um, anyway, so to get rid of your sty, you're supposed to use warm compresses on your eyelid. And then I also read that you're supposed to use tea. So for the last three weeks, I've just been teabagging myself over and over again. Uh, and uh, so being the good Indian boy that I am, I decided to experiment. And so I went with oolong, chai, and Earl Grey. And I can confidently report back that black teabagging is still the best. Uh, I'll leave you all on this last thought. Uh, I broke up with my girlfriend recently. No, actually, it's, I lied. She broke up with me. Um, but there's that point where you have to send each other back your stuff. And I was like, OK, I'm, I'm a nice person. So I put it all in a box. And I wrote her a note. And it just said, have a nice life. And my roommate looked at me and she was like, yo, that's a passive aggressive way of saying, fuck you. And I was like, damn, you're right. I can do better. I'm better than that. So I rewrote the note and sent it to her. And when she opened it up, it said, fuck you. Have a nice life. Because that's what she deserved. All right, that's it. Thanks, y'all. Something more like I would do. Now you know so, uh, Veroni, yay. Yeah, fuck that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I accidentally say have a nice life to people all the time, and I don't mean it passive aggressively. I'm actually trying to be nice. Like, I'm never going to see you again. Have a nice life. Go ahead. <laughs> so I didn't have a problem with that. I, I, I enjoy you very much, uh, the Brown Seinfeld. <laughs> other, other comments? Yay. Yeah, uh, Beyonce should be uh, queen of diamonds. Whatever she, whatever she should be, she should not be a spade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unless you want to double down on it and make her the queen of spades. Queen? queen of something and yeah. preferably diamonds. Yeah. Or like queen of hearts. The yeah, queen yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, exactly. yeah, yeah. That's better. Thanks. Queen of our hearts. <laughs> That's better. Vengeance of spades. That's way better. Why yeah. not? Uh, are you Indian? Uh, I'm Pakistani, actually. But, yeah. Uh, so what's the deal with... Is you're the, uh, the the Seinfeld impression should be like, what's the deal with blah 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 food, like yeah, yeah, Indian food, or Pakistani food, or oh okay okay, and then I've just say like, and then just shit all over Indians. You're like, because I'm Pakistani. It's oh like, yeah. Right. Okay. What's what's the deal with samosas? Those Punjabi samosas have no meat in them. Fuck yeah. those. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> love yeah, it. love it. Something like that. Like, uh, P- Punjabi ones are the ones with the potato and the peas, and then yeah. um, Pakistani ones have like lamb in them because they like meat, yeah. which is awesome. That's spot on. Nice. Yeah, I like. I love your food, bro. Culture, baby. That's what we got here at Mutiny, in spades. Um, <laughs> uh, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel thing. That's a good start, but it doesn't. It's more of that's more of an explanation than it is a joke. Uh, that's more of a you're gonna get like a rise out of comics, but they'll be like, yeah, but it's not gonna. I don't know how much like. You need to add something on to the end of it. Uh, maybe more, like a more ridiculous comparison. Okay. I don't know exactly yeah, yeah. what it would be, but like, just think through that one a little bit more. Because right now it's just an explanation. Okay. There's not much of a punchline there. It's just like, it's just like, it's just like this. They're like, oh, okay, got it. Okay, cool. <laughs> Go yeah. back to the food. Fuck their gavilta fish. Where are their samosas? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. The Jews ain't got no samosa. No, <laughs> we both know when we started no talking about common. Jews, but all right, I, I'm done. She's marvelous as Maisel is a Jew. She is. Yeah. To uh, piggyback on Marty's thing, I, I wanted like a, yeah, maybe a better example, or I don't know if it's a joke yet. After that, I was trying to think of like, oh, do you have friends? You should watch Entourage, or uh, even a better one. I thought was, do you like soup? You should watch Seinfeld, and then somehow try to bring it back to that. Okay. Oh. Like soup that. Nazis. Oh. Mm. That it. Right. Charlie Spink, anything? You've got your special thing up there. I always have my special thing up here. So uh, I saw everybody else laughed at the Seinfeld intro. I really gives a, think it gives a bad message that all comics look alike. <laughs> uh, but I loved the trump card bit. Perfectly put together. I would maybe mention that the size of the trump cards are just physically smaller because they'll make your hands look huge. Oh, <laughs> that's great. Thanks. And as far as the eye style goes, which... I mean, I spy with my little eye, I spy. There's something you could do phonetically with that that would be golden. But you could also mention how it's not herpes, but maybe I got it from eye-fucking people. You could just talk about needing to wear protection when you're eye-fucking people. Oh, okay. So mm. Yeah, yeah. I think that'd be a fun little add-on. But great stuff. Thank Very you. well put together. Actually, you made me think of the trump card. It should maybe be the suicide king, because you can also see its tiny, tiny hand. Like, there's a oh, okay. cards. There's a king with the sword. That's yeah. yeah. Uh, deep deep cut. cut. I'm trying wow. to devalue the trump card. That's it. Uh, uh, yeah. Cool. Thanks. Clap Thanks, loudly, everybody, for Zohar Verani. Or scomers with mics, eating lobster, shark, come on the go. Always doing shows on the road. Moving right along. We're doing a great job. Everybody's paying attention. That's what's supposed to happen. Your next comedian, also part of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, hosting 23 and Meh. Put your hands together, everybody, right now for Dan Aguinaga. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Pam, for booking me on that, even though I am 33. That makes a lot of sense. Thank you so much. Uh, so, uh, true story, guys. I got married two weeks ago. Yeah, she's a bit of a slut, or used to be, really. 
Yeah, and when I say slut, I don't mean it in like uh, like the bad, insulting way. I just mean it that you know she fucked a bunch of guys in her twenties, which I feel like that's it's so silly. That's what constitutes what being a slut is these days. And I just never understood that. I feel like that term was created by like some ugly dude who never got laid in his twenties. And uh, it's strange because that's exactly what you should do in your twenties. Just fuck a lot. Fuck as much as you can, safely, of course. That way, in your 30s, you can make a mature, responsible, and educated decision on which dick you want to fuck for the rest of your life. Yeah. Uh, another pro to uh, sleeping a lot of, with a lot of people in your 20s is uh, you get all the bad sex out of the way, right? Like, people should treat their 20s like it's like the open mics of fucking. You know, do it a lot, fail hard, do it in a sports bar, I don't fucking give a shit. Just like, just, just do it a lot, work on your techniques, find out your likes and dislikes, work on your stamina, that was a big one for me. Before my 20s, whew, all I needed was Jennifer Love Hewitt's smile to fucking violently come in my jinkos. Now, now I need a fucking belt around my neck and a finger in my ass just to get a half chub. Yeah, fucking in your 20s is important. I fucked a lot in my 20s, my wife fucked a lot in her 20s, and we're just better for it. A lot of guys, they won't, um, they won't uh, marry a girl who used to live it up in their 20s, and I never understood that, because I prefer that. I think, you know, the girl knows what she wants. I take it as a compliment, to be honest with you, because, like, my, my wife and I, we did our lists together. We wrote down our lists a couple years ago, and from looking at it, you know, it's a, it's a decent number, above average for sure, and from reading a, uh, some of the names on there, it's quite a diverse portfolio as well. Um, a pretty decent sample size of dick. Like, she's seen every genre, you know? <laughs> Like uh, alternative dick, uh, jam band dick, uh, hip hop dick. That's a popular one, it seems. <clears throat> but yeah, no. Despite all those, all those dicks, she chose she chose my dick. So suck on that hip hop. Uh, dicks are weird. Yeah, dicks are. We could all agree on that. Some segue there. <laughs> dicks are weird. Uh, I uh, I once uh, saw my dad's dick. Uh, I was ten, and uh, it was it was big. Uh, but in hindsight, I'm not sure if it was big because it was actually big or because I was so small. You know, because back in those days, you know, like when you're young, like everything just looks bigger. Like you're in second grade and the eighth graders looked like they were like 35 and like all were paying off their mortgage, you know? So it's like that, except instead of eighth graders, it's my dad's uncircumcised dung. <laughs> Amen. Um, yeah, and not to, you know, like single out people who are uh, uncircumcised, but there's just... I know it's the natural way that God created it, but it just looks so unnatural to me. You know, it, it's like a tit without a nipple. It's just all flesh, just like all shaft. And it, it, essentially, I think uncircumcised dicks look like someone took a regular dick and decapitated it. Let's end on that one. That's it. <laughs> all aboard, all aboard. Try not to decapitate oh, your one dick, clap. bros. Is this not wow. an open mic? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, Dan Aguinaga. Woo! So when you were talking about making the comparison to the sex being like open mics, yeah. you're like, don't complain about only getting three minutes. You know, that uh. way you get, to do, you get to do more sets in a night that way. Like, yeah. I know you want to be a headliner, but you got to work on you know, your type five. Yeah, those examples can definitely, like I had a bunch of other ones, like you could do four in a night or, yeah, like, one of them's three minutes. Who cares? Yeah. I, I don't know if it means you should keep it, but I definitely can relate when you said you saw your dad's dick when you were like, oh my God, this shit is huge. 
<laughs> when you're a little. Yeah. Yeah. She looks huge I, when you're little. I'm not gonna lie. I thought about that like a month ago. I was like, damn, I wonder. Anyway, um, the second part, I, I, I think I heard you do this bit like this past week, and I, you had a part in there like you know, out of all the ones that she chose mine. Yeah. I, I, I liked that you did have that. Um, because this one I, I kind of wrote about similarly, but I took a different approach. But I liked the way that you did because it, it felt like refreshing. To kind of hear that. Take. The uh, that I'm glad that she chose mine. Right, like out of all those, like she chose mine. Like, like, that. Okay. Well, yeah, on that that joke too, you just went through a bunch of genres. What genre is your dick? You're clearly like you're like indie pop or like synth pop or something like that. She's going so shoegazer. Yeah. Shoegazer. Yeah, yeah. I'm not Odessa, but you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's good. Okay, yeah, about the genre part, I didn't like the hip hop one. That didn't really fit with me. You should just say urban and just that. I feel like that's funny. But there's, is urban a genre of music? No, I guess but it, it is. sounds, I mean, I would say trap. Urban I, 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 means I, I had, black. I had jazz. Urban, yeah, urban means black. Urban I mean, means black. black in there. Yeah, but it's such a white term for it. it. Yeah, but yeah. urban's a nice like, way to say, say it. Hip hop? Yeah. Hip hop didn't feel right to me. Urban, urban is the way that we say, when you it, go it, to it, do it, a room in South San Francisco, you go to Shooks and you go, it's an urban room. Right, there's alternatives. Like, that's the, you say, it's, instead of saying, it's a black room, you say urban. But for music, you do that too. It's an urban Temporary. Yeah, yeah, if you're white, if you're fair enough. I'd just say like soul music or something like or, that. Yeah, reggae. I was thinking yeah. of. rap, reggae, reggae jazz, lots of reggae. Music. Well, the thing is, white people have just ruined well, most true. most genres of music. So yeah. you're kind of yeah, um, yeah. What genre is your dick? And then that was that was my other note. And then oh, um, most important part of. Uh, open micing is networking and building up that network, right? Uh, and then the I don't know something that like that. You meet, meet meeting a lot of different people, and then you know thinking they're good at first, and then finding out how terrible they are later, or something like that. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of parallels to be drawn there. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. There's just an infinite number of open mic comparisons you can make. Any place that lets you do 20, you're by yourself. Um, <laughs> You know, bringing up notes. <laughs> that's really yeah, tough. That's yeah, get like <laughs> you literal gotta with it. You got to balance a set list on there. Yeah, Fuck, yeah, yeah. keep yeah, fucking. Close yeah. hard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's great. That's, that's fantastic. That's fucking really great. great, yeah. And uh, as far as the line for a decapitated dick, mm. I think you could take into account that if you remove the foreskin, it's like taking away the cap. You're like dick capitating. You could find a way to make that a two or three level layer You're the layer pun guy, I guess. Pun. Yeah, all right. Um... And also, I like the idea of reformed slut. I think it's a good idea in the sense that we want to be able to move on and forget what our partner's done in the past. But you could take that more literally and say that she was a reformed slut. She was really hot. She fucked a lot of guys. She got fat. She fucked less guys. She reformed herself to get hot again. She fucked some more. I think that there's a good continuity you could build in there. But really strong set. Oh, because misogyny is really the root of all. Humor. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say she, she never went through that phase, but I'll take that into consideration. Because yeah. no one will fuck you unless you're skinny and pretty. Yeah. That's great. That's yeah. really important. Yeah, uh, and she did. She to, got. The, to, I got the okay on the on the set, by the way, from the wife. If anyone. All right, hey, wifey likes it. So. Yeah, wifey likes it. Uh, we like it too. Go see him during the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Thanks, Clap your hands together for Dan Aguinaga. Your next comedian, he's a soccer coach. He has kids. Oh, I remember. I remember. He's wearing a Golden State Warriors cap. That makes him wicked cool. Put your hands together for Ray Khan. What's happening, guys? Uh, 
Now that the other guy left, I'm the resident Pakistani, so here we go. There were only two allowed in the room, one allowed in the room, as if he had to bounce before my set. Thanks a lot, I appreciate that. Um, hey, I'm a native San Franciscan, but besides me being Pakistani, I was born and raised. Anybody else here born and raised in San Francisco? No, no one, I'm it, that's it? Oh, awesome, great. Uh, listen, um, my friends from the uh, East Coast, they call me all the time, they're like, hey, Ray, man, how do you do it? Like, how do you... How do you live in San Francisco? Aren't you afraid of earthquakes? I'm like, no, I'm not afraid of earthquakes, man. Quite the contrary, man. I've become like an earthquake, like a earthquake snob, really, like an like an unbearable wine critic when it comes to earthquake, like a like a seismic sommelier, man. You know, it's just like even with the smallest of tremors, I'm like, ooh, well that was a quaint regional blend. Oh, a 3.5 on the Richter scale, if you ask me. I'm even pronouncing Richter scale like a total douchebag, right? So, so, uh, so you know. Uh, uh, oh, fuck, where am I? Oh, uh, however, I, uh, with respect to earthquakes, I simply prefer a nice, full-body, earthy blend, earthy blend from the Hayward Fault. Mm, did you try the 1985, 1989 Loma Prieta? It's pronounced Loma Prieta, okay? I'm a total, unstoppable dick. I remember it starting out strong with bold Oakland notes and ending with a fine Petaluma finish. Oh, it had fantastic legs on those aftershocks. <laughs> Trust me, a classic vintage, and I didn't wake up with a headache. Hand to God, hand to God. Well, as um, as uh, as uh, Pam was saying, I'm a terrible coach. I'm a soccer coach. I'm not good at it. I uh, I coach fourth grade soccer, and a lot of times, you know, the kids will come up to me. You know, I'm too old and I have too much perspective. That's the main problem. And a lot of times the kids will come up to me and be like, hey, coach, 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 are we winning? With that sing-song, beautiful voice and that little angel face. And I'm like, I don't know. Let me check. Are we winning? Are you an American white boy? Yeah, yeah, goal, we're winning, yeah. And are you are you living in a patriarchal society where all your whims will be taken care of? Goal, we're winning, yeah, yeah, Cody, we're winning. And guess what? With my family, three generations ago, drinking rainwater from a rainwater from a puddle in Pakistan. Yes, we're winning. Now go ahead and tighten up your cleats and call heads or tails. All right, I'm getting older. I'm getting a little older, and you know I'm feeling older, which is which is the main problem. Um, my uh, uh, the problem is net lately is I've been getting uh, I've been getting an erection, and it's been it's been softer and softer every year. You guys, I'm sorry. Uh, when I was younger, it used to be like forged steel, like just hard as a rock. Uh, but nowadays, it's just like a forged signature. You know, short, squiggly, and completely unconvincing. <laughs> my. My wife is so unconvinced that treats my erection like a, like he's trying to pass a counterfeit bill. She's holding up to the light, checking for blue and red threads, moving my scrotum from side to side, checking from the watermark. All I want to do is forge ahead, you guys. Just have sex with me. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. This is California. Man to the drive. Break on. Hey.
So the one thing you have to learn is that when people are laughing, you have to let the laugh happen because you've okay. actually got an applause break from us in the back oh. and you didn't let that happen. And you could have like, you're still, now it's four minutes right now. So got you it. didn't even take all your time. Got it. Like recognize when your audience is enjoying what you're doing and let them enjoy that it's so unfamiliar with for me I, I i get it i get it i get it but like there was the whole we were clapping so hard uh -huh. at one point that i didn't hear the tags after oh, okay. so you have to like get when you say something hella funny about your yeah. dick yeah. you gotta let us laugh got it okay i'll let you laugh uh I say that the earthquake bit's funny. Um, I like. I, I also like earthquakes just because it's the only thing that we can count on to lower property values in the Bay Area. So <laughs> that's very smart, Joe. Yeah, <laughs> As something about that might be fun. Just because it's literally the only danger of living here, uh, besides like fires, apparently, but not in San Francisco. Like yeah. the only thing that's in danger in San Francisco is living on like a soft soil, <laughs> and when a six and above hits. Like, that's the only thing to worry about here. Um, and then uh, your dick, uh, the comparison. <laughs> it was a fun, that was a great line, uh, obviously. And the, 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 the bit that followed after about bit being like being inspected like a counterfeit bill was good, too. Uh, Thanks. You say, much like a counterfeit bill, uh, there's lots of cocaine and fecal remnants. Ah! Ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> on my dick. So, right on. I don't know if that's too obscure of a reference to like, but I feel like most people know that, like, you know, bills tend typically are, like, dirty and have, like, cocaine and poop. Right. So, I don't know. <laughs> sure. That's it. No, Thanks. That's right. Thanks, man. Charlie's hey, All right. So, I thought that your earthquake material was very moving. <laughs> Brutal. I thought, was, I thought I was going to be shaken by it, but I wasn't. Oh, nice. <laughs> Uh, but no, you did a fantastic job with that. I would just add in, I really like the over-the-top stuff. So uh, when you mispronounce Richter, I think you could really go with the hardcore, old-school vaudevillian comedy line of Richter, I hardly know her. Like you just go <laughs> something super about baseball and over-the-top about that. Um, also, if you do mention them being a soccer coach, yeah, uh, you can mention how uh, people don't ever think that I'm going to touch their kids inappropriately because it's soccer. I can't use my hands. <laughs> I'm not going to put my foot in a little vagina. That's just me. Please. You know. That's just wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, I, fantastic set. Very well done. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. Clap thanks. your hands wildly, everybody. Hooray, Con! I left you alone because I was not really sure if you was ready for that. Yay. Uh, he also was a generous man, and he gave us a two-pound box of Godiva chocolates once, and we haven't forgotten it. That was delicious. Your next comedian, we're moving around with the list because he's got somewhere to go and it's his first time here, so we're treating him all special. Um, everybody put your hands together for Steven Asifo. I'll be smoking kush all day. I'll be smoking kush all day. That's not true, Pam. Uh, I've been here before. Pam is actually just putting me up a little bit earlier because it's Black History Month and she doesn't want to feel bad. So, you know, that's how we're solving that. But, but outside of Black History Month, it's also basketball season. And I love basketball season, not because of the sports, really. I like it because of the sponsorships. So, you know, a lot of the athletes are sponsored by things that sometimes don't always align, but I like the way they make that shit work. I love that shit. For example, LeBron is sponsored by Sprite. You know, and nothing about me 
Really says that, you know, he's drinking carbonated drinks. He's a mythical beast. He probably drinks like whey protein all the time. <laughs> then you have Blake Griffin, who's sponsored by Kia. And that one strikes me as odd. Blake Griffin is 6'8". <laughs> he makes $30 million a year. Nothing about him screams economic and fuel efficient. You, you get what I'm saying here? Like, I don't... You get it, you know. Uh, and then, but my favorite, my absolute favorite is Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson is sponsored by chocolate fucking milk. <laughs> chocolate milk, man. Chocolate milk. A whole ass food group. I love that shit, dude. And and I was trying to think, man, everyone else on his team is sponsored by Gatorade. You have Nike. But someone in Clay's office, Clay Thompson's agent, picked up the phone and said, Clay, we got chocolate milk on the line. They want to do a five-year deal. I know everyone, everyone's going sports drinks. Dairy is the next wave. Dairy is the next wave. You know, I, I, think, I, think, I think chocolate milk is a safe bet. Only because it, this is during an age where you can say, you know, just anything or do the wrong thing, and everyone loses all their sponsorship. You can lose everything. You know, the brand will come out and make a statement about you. Then I had thought, what would Clay Thompson have to do to lose a chocolate milk sponsorship, what would he have to do? I thought, right? To make chocolate milk come out during a press conference and say, it's with great regret that we must part ways with Golden State Warriors Clay Thompson after finding out this week that he's a covert cow tipper. <laughs> this does not align with our values and we will be stepping back for the remainder of the season. Right? That's how I imagine that one would go. I, I, think, it, I think it's cool to be sponsored by a, by a food group. Uh, I, if I could choose one to be sponsored by, I would choose grains, the base of the food pyramid, like the heart of that shit. Specifically, quinoa. Quinoa, that sounds sophisticated. Um, at first, I couldn't spell it, I'll be honest. I tried to spell it like kiwi, um, and I was like, this is not right. Um, but, I, but I feel like quinoa is a, is a good way to go. It would allow me to... Like, if I had quinoa, it would put me in a lot of good situations. Like, for example, the kosher community would love me. They'd say, oh, my God, is that the brand ambassador for quinoa? I'd be like, oh, shit, they noticed me. Right? And then I'd be like, then they say, hey, look, please, can you come to the VIP section of our kosher event? I'd say, certainly, the quinoa community supports you as well. Thank you. That, that's about appropriate there. Um, so... On, 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 a, on an unrelated note, I, I was asked another question uh, when I was doing a mic uh, this past week. They, they saw my last name. It's a CFO. It's Ghanaian. And they said, hey, Stephen, you're, you're African, but, you know, you talk a lot about, like, you know, Black History Month and stuff like that. Like, do you identify as black? Do you celebrate Black History Month if you're, if you're African, right? And then I was like, well, that's interesting. Like, do I identify, you know? And, and, it's, and it's interesting because, yes, they were, um, if you were wondering, and um, two, I've never had anyone ask if I identify, you know, because that's not really how America works. America isn't really what you identify as. It's what other people can label you as, you know? Like, for example, if I could choose what I wanted to label myself as, Rachel Dolezal would still be a, trans, a, a proud black woman as opposed to a transracial outcast. Um, but imagine if I could switch between being African and black and, you know, people would treat me different. You know, I could be pulled over by the cops. This is my last one. I could be pulled over by the cops, right? They would look at my ID and they'd say, so are you black or are you African? I said, sir, I am on my way home to the village. 
Thank you guys very much. Yay! I love accents. No, I do. Every time, whenever anybody says, like, should I double down, like, I, anybody who's Indian, I always say, if you can do an Indian accent, do it. If you can do the whole Nigerian, that whole thing. I'd mention Kunta Kinte, too. Like, why not? Like, get into it. Like, get deep. Um, I think the cow tipper, I think that's funnier than cow tipper. I think that you're right on with that joke, and I think that you're right in the right direction. There's got to be something funnier than cow tipper. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's Hindu? I, I don't know. But, like, uh, all of that was very funny. I mean, I was I was very much enjoying your point of view. I love that you brought up Rachel Dole's all again. I love that you did that because it's been so long and everyone forgot that the white lady was like, being black is better. I can get, I mean, it, the, the anti, it's like reverse gentrification. Like, I can get something out of being, that's the wrong word to say, too. It's like, anyways. I enjoyed your set very much. I laughed out loud many times. Other people. Um, the sponsorship spit has some legs. Uh, I do think it's funny that the lightest, lightest skinned black dude in the NBA is sponsored by chocolate milk. Uh, there's possibly something to go with there. And the funny thing is that you were saying, like, what would he have to do to get, to get to, for chocolate milk to lose him? I was all like, yeah, because if he gets busted for weed, they'll probably sponsor him even more. Right? Like... Uh, and a, just a, just a fun side note, chocolate milk actually is a great recovery drink for workouts. So that's why it's sponsored by some athletes. Uh, just an FYI. And just that last bit about, like, you know, identity and, uh, like, people labeling you in America. That's great. That's a great launching point. And it's, you clearly have a lot to talk about there. Um, it was just – it was kind of unclear what you were saying at first. Like, you were just – I don't know if you were just, like, unsure what your wording is, but – at first, it, you're, you're like, I just wasn't sure what you were saying to start. And then once you got into it, it was like, okay, I get what he's talking about. But it, it just felt like you spent a lot of time saying things that didn't really lend itself to the jokes that came later. And so you could probably clean up that, uh, just figure out what the wording is and get, make it concise so you can move on to the good parts, which are, which are good. Which are good. Fantastic. Yeah. I don't, I don't hear it a lot, actually, you know, it's just, it's just unusual to hear it. It's like, oh, here? It's great. yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, not a lot, so, you know, I think only I've heard it maybe once or twice through Trevor Noah or whatever. Uh, and the other thing is, um, maybe uh, the soy milk people, as far as maybe they got caught drinking soy milk or some shit like that, mm. because obviously they're the competitors of any kind of milk product, right? <laughs> Enough, leave. Okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you have a great callback at the end when you ask what you identify as, as saying me. I identify as chocolate milk, baby. Like that would be. Oh yeah, you're. It'd be smooth. a very refreshing way to get that to go down. It's high in calcium. Smooth, it's a really good callback. creamy. You like. Oh, you are. You're chocolate. Yeah, if you milk, identify right? as chocolate milk, that could be perfect. I think that's a really you, nice. The, all the white way people love you. You chocolate milk. You go down smooth and creamy. You got things to say. You're political a little bit. Chocolate milk, baby. And then also the part about uh, Blake Griffin being a six foot eight black man, yeah. and you insinuate that the key is a very small Asian automobile. <laughs> you should just say that you know small Asian automobiles should be reserved for well, it's like me, chubby white guys that will just let them inside no matter what. Uh, what, if, what if I say gerbils? Would that work? Cause gerbils works too because the okay. key adds too. Yeah, yeah, that works. Okay, thank you. Gerbils work on so many levels. Yeah. <laughs> or if there's an Armenian car that was big and white, you could draw a Kardashian comparison. I don't know if Armenia makes cars, but I don't. I don't, yeah, I don't think they do anything. No, they don't. No, not since the genocide. No, they only Armenia only makes. Um, 
They claim that they make baklava. They, they, they swear that they started baklava. And every fucking group of people is like, we started baklava. I'm like, which one? Everybody clap wildly. For Steven. Sorry about that. I got really high, and now I'm really high. So that's how that's going to go from now on here at the Joke Workshop. I am very high now, and your next comedian, your next comedian is very funny. He is, thank you for being here. Um, Your next comedian, he is the punniest pun master of all puns. There is nobody in, I'm going to say California. I'm going to say, if you're in California and you think you know puns, you come up against this next man and you tell, and we'll have a contest here at Mutiny Radio. And you're going to go down because your next comedian is the punniest of pun master. And he's so, so funny. And he's hosting a show at the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival called uh, Karaoke Song and Set. So all the comedians are going to do a karaoke song, including him. And they can monologue through the whole thing i don't give a fuck and then they're gonna do a set of comedy you're gonna love him right now everybody put your hands together for charlie spink that's right i am the pun champ the pun defeated champ yeah i'm pun derated what can i say i will take on anybody in the people's republic of california there we go you can buy those hats at gas stations you really can But I'm not in comedy for the superstars, not for Hollywood. I'm in it for the little people. And by that, of course, I mean midgets. (laughs) My goal in stand-up comedy is just start other acts. And my favorite idea currently is I'd like to start a tribute act of midgets to the late, great Tupac Shakur. (laughs) Yes. They're going to be called smallpox. Smallpox, you're going to be great. We're going to have a blanket marketing scheme. Oh. It's going to kill on the reservations. Oh. It, it is. Just wipe myself free of that with some teepee. Teepee. That's for the natives. You're very welcome. Genocide's in the news. What else is in the news? What's topical? Scott Peterson, right? He's... We know who he is. Fun question for Radio Land. Hey, Radio Land. What was Scott Peterson's favorite sport? Wife water rafting. Yes. (laughs) That joke killed. Two people, two people she was expecting. And you weren't expecting that. I don't think you were. So, yeah, that one did pretty well. Big fan. Uh, The Bay Area, we got a lot of the gays going on here. A lot of the gays in San Francisco. And I feel like our acceptance of gay culture has found its way onto our culinary menus. Because today for lunch, I had an LGBLT sandwich. Yeah, you did. I did. It's a sandwich that identifies as a salad. <laughs> I had to take a shit later. I didn't know which bathroom to go into. I didn't know how it should identify. Yeah, so it's a little peek into the personal life. This happened to you guys. My wife makes me buy tampons. Does my wife make you guys buy tampons? Probably not. How do I ask? That's a ridiculous question. It really is. But, you know, I really play up the machismo when she asks me to do that. I say, babe, tampons are for pussies. And then she holds up a mirror to my face and I go to the store and buy all of them. That's what I am. 
<laughs> I am a pussy. Uh, that joke's a bloody shame. It really is, but I'm trying to cycle it in. I'm trying to cycle it. I can only use it a couple days a month. You get very hormonal on that. Speaking of death, uh, this is a fun one. So a kid I knew from high school, who's now an adult or was an adult, passed away at the end of last year in a skydiving accident. It's really happened. And it bummed me the fuck out because I always thought he was so down to earth. I just feel the gravity of that situation. I just, <laughs> that one just went splat. I'm sorry, that did not do as well. What are things that comics do, uh, joke about? Online dating, that's a thing. That's a thing people tell the jokes about. So uh, before I met my wife, I was big into a website for overweight people of faith called ChristianPringle.com. That's kind of a salty response, okay? I shouldn't have popped that one. I should have just stopped. Killing it. So let me see. Something uplifting to end on. Oh, here. Here you go, guys. This is a fun one for the pranksters out there. Any of you aspiring Ashton Kutcher punked wannabes. This is a fun trick, especially with the Me Too movement. You go to a hospital and you locate the rape kits. And you fuck them. You do. You, you rape the rape kits. It's hilarious because that comes back whenever those DAs investigate who did all of the rape. You. See, I feel like that was a great rape joke because you guys didn't want to hear it. I forced it on you. And lack of consent is what makes any rape joke fantastic. I've been Charlie Spink. You've been Mutiny. hysterically at everything i think you're a genius i love your wordplay you you think things out harder you work harder as a comic than i've ever even tried to be like you do stuff with wordplay that i like i just can't even like it, it's great stuff i i I, no, I don't work as hard as i don't write as hard as you do like the concept that you come up with all of this weird and they all connect together through the words the linguistics the etymology whatever it's great i mean you. you're i know like people go oh like puns are hack they're not it just means that you're smarter than everybody else and they just don't want to put the work in and so i'm giving you the props saying dude you're putting the fucking work in you're so smart it's Thank so you, great okay other people i don't i because i could suck his dick all i mean i'm not going to because he's married and i wouldn't <laughs> there's a window i actually don't it's... suck dick i don't believe in sucking dick i feel like <laughs> oh that's not a thing i do because usually the penis smells funny and it's like weird and gamey but like i love your jokes okay other people uh yeah i uh, just wanted to say hey i love puns and i actually did get the pringle bit it was just super delayed <laughs> for me i too I'm also pretty stoned, so <laughs> apologize. I, it I was delayed. Yeah. It was the Lay's chips that delayed it. Yeah. Uh, well, oh! Delays it. <laughs> yeah, that's all I had to say. Thank you. I, oh. I, I thought you were genius. Who, other people, that's the best microphone. The, right. use, we keep using that, the one that Vanessa has used that microphone, because that's the best one. That's the, that's if anyone the best wants one. to give, that's the best one to give comments into just for loudness. Does anyone want to give comments? That one's, yeah, I'll turn that one up. Oh, yeah. Hey, can you hear me? That's Alex Wood. I can hear you now. When I watch you, it makes me rethink, should I be doing comedy? <laughs> oh. 
So that's a that's a compliment. No, that's a compliment. It makes me better. You're a savage. Keep going. Don't let the wife stop you or the kids. <laughs> a fucking man. Amen. Hey everybody, clap your hands together for Charlie Spink. Come see him at the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Again, he's hosting the karaoke song and set. There's um, Hey, and if you're a comedian and you're like, oh boy, I want to go to the Mutiny Radio Comedy Fest, but I can't give Pam $10, that's okay. If you come to a show, especially the early ones or the late ones, and I'll let you in for free as long as you promise to take like at least five pictures and post them to your Instagram and tag us, I'll let you in for free. Like, fucking thank you for... We only have 803 followers on Mutiny Radio SF on Instagram. Because, like, dude, I still belong to MySpace. Like, I'm so confused and old. Like, I didn't know that Facebook was dying. And everyone's like, Instagram's a thing. And I'm like, why does my friend's dog have 4,000 followers? And we only have 900. It's a Pomeranian. I have literal content. As does your next comedian. He's so funny and so amazing. And I guess he had a big weekend and I sort of pushed him off and told him, like, I'm sorry, dude, I had a nervous breakdown this week. So when you sent your when you sent your email to me, I was like in the middle of my nervous breakdown and I was like, I love this guy, but fuck this guy. But I love you and the the website's back up and I hope you had a great weekend and killed everything. I hope you were at the setup. I don't know where you were. You guys are going to love him right now. It's Peter Ballmer. Yay! Hey, thank you. Thanks, baby. I got your message. I'm like, all right, yeah, I don't need the set. She's got some stuff. Hope that it worked out. Uh, Guys, anybody anybody here like video games? Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty cool. I don't know. I think video games have gotten too realistic. uh, Because I used to like video games back when they were like light and cartoony and fun. Back when the experience of playing a video game, like the most violent thing that could possibly happen would be your character would be like struck by a turtle shell. (laughs) And he wouldn't even like look injured though. He would just be like, Mamma mia! And then he'd start the level over, right? And that was as as real as it got. And now I think video games have gotten too realistic because I played Red Dead Redemption 2 for the first time recently. It's a new video game. And I sat down. I played for one hour. And now I know how it feels to kill a man. (laughs) Just sitting there on my couch, stone covered in Cheez-Its, getting PTSD. It's fucking terrible. And that's not something that should be able to be happen, right? Like, I, uh, video game characters have family members now. Do you guys know they added that? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? I, I was I was playing Red Dead, and I killed a guy, and he was a bad guy, so he had it coming. But like, I killed the guy, and he died, and then uh, his child walked out, and saw what I had done, and started crying. <laughs> what the fuck? Why did you? Why did they need to do that? They had to build that. Somebody was like, all right, well, the game's pretty much done. And they're like, no, 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 no. We need to make our players sad. Get back at it, Arjun. We're not done here. I don't know. Uh, I just think, like, I, I don't think that was something that people were asking for. I don't think there was a focus group where they were, like, talking to some guy. And he was like, yeah, you know, I think Call of Duty, that was a pretty fun game. But it would be better if there were more broken families. <laughs> not something they needed to add. Uh, I like going to McDonald's. Got some McDonald's fans in here. No, Pam, definitely not. I'm getting a bad face. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm only up here for a couple minutes. Uh, I I do think it's strange, though. I think that uh, I think it's really weird that uh, Ronald McDonald was friends with the Hamburglar. 
Seems like of all the options he had for friend, that was like the worst possible one. All right, not everyone knows what I'm talking about. Uh, let's do a quick history lesson real quick. All right, so back in 1971, the McDonald's Corporation did a little market research, and they found out that a lot of people found their mascot, Ronald, the red and yellow clown, whose passions include processed meat and hanging out with children. They thought he was a little bit creepy, right? <laughs> And so what do they do? How do they fix that? They're like, oh, we'll show him hanging out with some friends. We'll show him playing with friends. Then the people won't think he's creepy anymore. So they're like, okay, who should his friends be? And um, first guy they came up with was a man by the name of the Hamburglar, whose entire identity is just that he likes stealing hamburgers. So it seems like a bad choice to have in a corporation. Uh, and, you know, maybe it's possible he's just a misunderstood guy. You know, maybe you talk to him and he's like, hey, you know, the Hamburglar. That's actually just kind of a crazy nickname from college. And uh, <laughs> my real name's Hampton, and uh, I like jazz, and I uh, like restoring an 82 Camaro, and I'm actually vegan these days. So pretty silly. Uh, or, or he actually is the devious rascal who likes stealing hamburgers that we thought he was. And that makes it really fucked up. Uh, with who the second friend of McDonald's was. Uh, do you know who the second friend... Uh, it makes a noise if you know who Mayor McCheese is. Ma he was in there too. Mayor McCheese is first. Okay, well, I don't know. Okay, so Mayor McCheese is another one of Ronald McDonald's friends. And if, you're, if you don't know who that is, the important thing you got to know about Mayor McCheese is that his head is a cheeseburger. <laughs> so bringing in the hamburger is a very direct threat. <laughs> I know how they did that. I feel like it must have been, you know, Mayor McCheese, he was doing his best. He was making some policies that Ronald didn't agree with. And so Ronald just brought this guy in as a way of being like, hey, don't forget what the M stands for, motherfucker. All right, that's all I want to do. Thanks, guys. I'm so sorry I threw you off. I'm so sorry because you were you were so you're a genius, and I wrote all these lovely things down about you. I wrote down like Thank you. all your materialist killer, Thomas the Train. I wrote all you need is you have to. I mean, we're all comics here, and we're like dick bags. But like, if you did that exact set tonight, it's really an eight minute set. If you slowed down and had confidence, because you're so funny, and everything you're writing is really original and I even wrote you're a genius oh, and I no. wrote down I wrote all these nice things um I wrote down uh, sad why donate to something I Mini wanted radio? you to donate to I wanted you to not to muni radio. I there was something Just funny about donating I wrote down sad why question mark with like an arrow and it says donate to different something Anyways, I don't remember what your set was about at this point, but I okay. loved the whole no. thing. <laughs> and I just wish you would have mentioned Grimmett. No, I wrote all these notes because I was like, this is so great. It was all happy times. So I was oh, like, yeah. he's so great. He's fucking murdering it right now. Like, yay. Those some very nice up. notes. I appreciate that. I love you too also because you um, don't have like this. You don't, you keep getting better and better and you don't walk around with this huge ego. Like, like you don't let like you are like walking out with your dick out like I'm getting better but got the zippers all the way up. You're doing yeah. you're still like being super cool and super humble, so I really appreciate that. Thank you, appreciate it. Cool. Okay, other people. Wait, thank you. So my yeah. stance oh. oh sorry, I was no worries. waiting for the dramatic pause. Go to town. Uh my stance on the McDonald's joke was I'm loving it. Ah, he strikes again. <laughs> no, but Pam brought up Grimace. I think that the masses know Grimace. So maybe the way you could work that in is that when 
Mayor McCheese sees the Hamburglar, all he can do is grimace. Yeah. Just yeah, find a way thing. to work I'm realizing in. in working on that joke, not that many people know like the McDonald Man people, so I got to do the explain thing. And I think yeah. grimace is worth talking about because it's so absurd, but that just makes it like a much longer thing than I thought. He's a for, big but purple dinosaur. He's not a dinosaur. No, he's, he's just a, a blob. He's blob. like a chicken nugget, isn't he? No it? discernible He is attributes. almost the shape of a chicken nugget. He's chicken nugget-esque. Before chicken nuggets existed. Because huh? he existed before chicken nuggets existed. There's... What there's a there's a dumb documentary about that whole thing and how they they used to do a a grilled pineapple on Fridays because before oh, the, the Catholics? fish yeah for the Catholics and they tried to do the grilled pineapple with the cheese on it for the Catholics but the Catholics were like fuck this and then they did a, <laughs> a grilled a, a, a deep fried fish thing and they're like okay we can get on board mm-hmm. uh, but cool I, thank you yay yeah, yay yeah, yeah, you yay Peter Balmer. Honestly, God love Peter Balmer. Like, everybody go out and see him wherever you can. Look him up on the internet. He's he's so fun and nice, and his ego isn't what it should be, and he hasn't left us for New York yet, and maybe when he does, he'll remember us in San Francisco. Your next comedian has an impossibly last name. Put your hands together for Anne Chukunikabadabadaba. I love hearing people trying to pronounce my last name. So I'm Thai. Um, Thai people have super long last names. Mine has 14 characters. I think that Thai people like to make up for their shortcomings by making up really long last names. (laughs) Cover up all their insecurities, you know, and their short dicks. Okay. Um, yeah, so I'm from Thailand, and white people like to think that I speak Taiwanese. Yeah, they also like to ask me where I'm from, and that's something I've learned since I came to this country, that Asian Americans hate that question, and their, white people's reactions or their follow-ups to this question is super confusing to me. So I'd be at a bar with a girlfriend, and this white dude, of course, would show up and be like, hey, where are you from? And my girlfriend would be like, Jersey. And he, of course, he would be like, where are you really from? But when he gets to me, and I would say that I'm from Thailand, he would go, what? You seem so American. Like, what the fuck, white people? (laughs) So you're saying that when my Asian American friend says they're from the States, you are unhappy with that answer. And when I, a fob, say I'm from Asia, you don't like that either. Like, at least be consistent with your racism, okay? Like, this is a double standard within a double standard. It's too meta for my brain. I can't handle it. Next time, I'm just going to say I'm from Mexico. Let's see how you'll react to that. <laughs> um, also, when a white person say that I look Americanized, I can't help but feel like... I'm no longer skinny enough to be a fob. (laughs) Like, you know, like, I know I'm not fat, right? But 
I am no, like, in Thailand, I am not skinny at all. I would go shopping there, lift up the pants. I'm like, are these for legs or for arms? Because I can just push my arms through them, and they would be snug. And for those who, of you who are listening, I lift three pounders. So that's how weak I am. <laughs> my arms ain't big. <laughs> um, my Asian parents love talking about two things the economy, and fat people. <laughs> and unlike white people, <laughs> they're very consistent with their judgment. Like, no one is safe from it. Not even my six-month-old cousin. <laughs> my mom would be like, have you seen super porn's thighs? And yeah, super porn is a common girl's name in Thailand. We got Bangkok. PP Island and girls named Super Porn. We're very consistent in Thailand. And I'd be like, yeah, I don't think she was doing squats when she was in her mom's vagina. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think that's all I got for tonight. Thank you so much. Yay, Anne! Chuhakarachote. <laughs> I'm trying, babe. I'm trying. Uh, but I, I, I love, I love your energy like crazy. Here, uh, go ahead, Vinish. Don't worry about it. Call me V. It's all good. Two things. Hey, do either of you want to hit this? And <laughs> V. <laughs> 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 I mean, I'm holding it in my hand. I can't fucking ignore the thing that's right in fucking front of me. Fair enough. It is. And two, this comes from like having seen your ladyboy bit, but like you could tie that into the insecurity thing. Our entire dish, like everyone is totally fucking insecure because the ladyboys make us all feel fucking insecure. I know and that all works, so I cut that one out. So I just want to. No, not like in all, but like in like five minutes. Like, it's yeah, you don't have time to squeeze yeah. that in, but that could be you, a thing on its own. Darling, you're so new. You don't know what works and what doesn't work. I wrote jokes three years ago that didn't work three years ago, and now I do them, and they're in my A. I wrote an abortion joke three years ago that now is in my A set, and I tried to do it then, and it, I wasn't just. Keep it all. Just know when mm. you're gonna bring it out. So your abortion joke didn't take. My and abortion you still gave joke life didn't to it take, much later. and I gave life to it three years later. It's and amazing. now it's now it's alive, and it's in my A set. But uh, Thailand Pad Thai Phuket, you have so many fun things to do that you know about your culture that we don't. I mean, you've got a whole place called Phuket. Fuck it. Like yeah. you and that's hey you're from Thailand fuck it like you get to you get to do that do you get it like I we can't we can't do that's that. yours mm -hmm. you make that joke you have so much to talk about with fuck it um and and I, there were so many things I loved I put fo oh you you mentioned you said fob like fresh off the boat like everybody knows we're dumb we're dumb. You gotta tell us, like, fresh off the boat, and you gotta give us the whole information on the background, because you can do it funny, like, like, fresh off the boat, and I bring my, like, what? I mean, I... Feel like I, be fresh off the airplane now. Well, right, so, and then there's a joke there, too. Yeah. We used to call it fresh off the boat, and now it's fresh off the airplane, and, and there's... And there's all kinds of things to think about mm -hmm. of the past and the now and the, what all that means. When you're of the... You're Thai, so... 
you get to make fun of all the stereotypes. You get them all. Mm-hmm. You're, it's like saying the yeah. N-word if you're black, yeah. except that you're Thai. Yeah. So, I mean, did they call you gooks? Like, use it. Do you know what I mean? I didn't. That's terrible. I'm not supposed to say that word because I'm white. But it exists. In the 70s, we fought fucking Vietnam. And isn't that close to Thailand? And what's the difference? Do people think you look the same? You have very much history to draw on there. And it it will be edgy because, look, I just said kook and everybody freaked the fuck out. Right? So for me. Like, I know. But isn't kook like a fucking Korean word? I don't know. I mean, there's all this shit. So all that specific stuff, like... Mind that, because you're living in both cultures, cultures, mm-hmm. but we don't know your culture, so mm-hmm. bring it. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I talked too much this time. All good. Oh, um, yeah. For for the the baby one, and your parents only talk about the economy and fat people. Mm-hmm. It would be so funny if the baby was actually talking about the economy. Like, man, price of diapers these days. <laughs> no. um, or or I was also thinking there could be something about like, um, yeah, the invisible hand is totally like re- you know like reigning this baby's destiny. You know, some kind of like economics joke. Mm, okay. Very funny stuff. Um, I know that's not the proper Asian cultural reference, but when I heard how many syllables in your last name, I was wondering if it was like an entire haiku. <laughs> in your case, it could be a taiku, because I know it's Japanese. <laughs> and on top it's of that, you're talking about um, being Thai and having 14 characters. Was this a Thai Ler Perry movie? Ah! Oh. It's good stuff, good stuff. Fire. Put your hands together, everybody, for Anne Chukaragiote. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Your next comedian. We have a couple left, you guys, and you've been doing a great job. Put your hands together for Regina Fletcher. All right, so... um. Yeah, these days I've been uh, daylighting again as a substitute teacher. So yeah, daylighting, um, it's, it's moonlighting for people that can't stay up till 11 and can pass background checks more easily than we can get jobs as uh, bartenders. And it's, uh, it's seriously an interesting time to be back in the classroom. Uh, as you guys know, teacher strikes are going on. Um, yeah, they're, they're striking in Oakland. And, and people don't really know this, but teachers, teachers go through so much. Like, just to get your credential, you have to freaking videotape yourself and send it to this panel of strangers to critique you. And we wonder why the hot teacher myth still persists. <laughs> and why we have a shortage of Amish people in the teaching profession. <laughs> Yeah, if you didn't get that one, that means that none of your teachers were Amish people that knew how to operate smartphones, hashtag representation. Um, Yeah, and uh, you know, just the other day, like I got called a, I mean, kids these days are so bold. I got called a a TILF. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, pertains to teachers, rhymes with MILF. Thank you. Thank you for spelling out the acronym. Thank you, Pam. I, I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, people, people seriously, like, like they're, they're not getting my, you know, teacher strike jokes. They're just not paying attention. Um, yeah, we'll just deal with that uh, erectile dysfunction. 
really similar to school system dysfunction. You guys know federal government is sh uh, shutting down low-income schools because they can't get their scores up. <laughs> Classrooms of underprepared teachers don't have culturally relevant materials. The kids are just flopping around their desks. <laughs> You know, you have students that are like, Ms. Fletcher, Ms. Fletcher, it's not what you think. I'm tardy to class because I was out doing cocaine. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fun uh, being a teacher. Um, but I, I really do think the potential for people to pay more attention to the plight of our schools, it's definitely there. Um, I think if we could just get more uh, older men with disposable income engaged in this issue. So, you know, there, there is some intersectionality here. I mean, for example, um, one of my sex worker friends was just telling me that she had this client and he's all like, yeah, I know I paid you for an hour, but like I'm kind of having a hard time, like getting hard, and so I don't know if we can kind of, she's like, look, I don't have time for this. I have to teach third graders in an hour and a half. <laughs> um, and if you don't think that joke is realistic, you did not read the autobiography of Malcolm X. <laughs> uh, yes, before he was a civil rights